Amen. Well, welcome once again to Overdrive. It's great to have you with us this evening. If you would open up your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 7. I want to encourage us tonight concerning the promises of God. And touch on our response as those that are bearers of the promise, bearers of promises. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. There is nothing like the promises of God. No greater promises, no stronger promises. His promises are incredible. His promises are true. They are sure. The Word declares that His promises are yes and amen. His promises never fail. There's nothing like the promises of God. Imagine having these promises we could search for greater promises or stronger promises. We will end up dry. There are no greater promises than the promises of God. Promises come with responsibility. Promises require us to come in line with what it takes to see those great promises come to fruition. The J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, With these promises ringing in our ears, dear friends, let us keep clear of anything that smirches body or soul. Let us prove reverence for God by consecrating ourselves to Him completely. Let us prove our reverence to God. We are proving our reverence. <laughs> What does it say here? Let's prove our reverence by consecrating ourselves to Him completely. What a tragic thing, the forfeiting of the promises of God. It's tragic to even forfeit one promise of God concerning our own life. The promises that come individually or the promises that come corporately to each and every believer. What a tragic thing. The forfeiting of even one promise. Hebrews 10.23 declares, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. How many believe that tonight? We believe that. That's the word. And whether we believe it or not, it's the truth. And the Bible declares it. And here is a charge, here is an encouragement to us as believers that we must hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. You see, there's nothing greater than the promises of God for the individual, for the church, for a life, for a lifetime, for our loved ones, for a community. For a people, for a nation. Hebrews 10.23 in the Amplified, it reads, So let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. 
For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Thank the Lord for his promises. Thank you, Lord, for your promises concerning the individual and for all your people. What is the Lord looking for in us as those who are recipients of his promises? Now, when we come to know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, when we make that decision, when we give him our life, we become recipients of his promises. Beyond those promises, he has promises for the individual, for each person, for each life. What is he looking for in us as those that hold these promises? Well, he's looking for faith. We have no reason to doubt the promises of God. God is not a man that he should lie. You see, God is faithful and God is true to his promises. Hebrews 10, 23 again, for he who promised is faithful. So what is the Lord looking for? The Lord is looking for a faith response from each of us. Not just a faith response from the corporate but a faith response from each individual, each believer, each person that claims him as Lord. He's looking for a faith response. And faith is active, and we understand this. But is it possible that the fulfillment of promises requires action, requires faith, requires that we step out and that we walk, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. God is banking on our faith response. He's not about to come and manipulate us like puppets. There are these promises, and he gives promises to us, to all of us. They're the promises for the believer, and then there are promises specifically for each and every one of us. But what God is looking for is a faith response, and he's banking on our faith response to see these promises fulfilled. And is it possible that the Lord is listening in to our confession, our confession of faith regarding his promises or lack thereof? Again, Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. Some of us, we're holding fast to a confession of our doubt. <laughs> and right there, we've already messed it up. Hold fast to the confession of our hope without, without what? Without wavering. And how beautiful is this? For he who promised is faithful. So what is the Lord looking for in us as those who are recipients of his promises? Well, cleanliness. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us 
cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Can disobedience thwart the promises of God? Can waywardness, sluggishness, disregard, disrespect, unrighteousness? You see, He is faithful, and we must keep it clean. He is faithful, and we must keep it clean. We have to drop this idea that regardless of our conduct, attitude, and so on, the Lord's promises are ours for the having and taking and receiving. Listen, God is merciful and gracious, but we have to drop that once and for all. There's a belief out there that concerning the promises, it doesn't matter how we act or conduct ourselves or how we walk. He's just going to do it. We just need to let go of that. We need to let it go. Because there are requirements to the promise. And there are requirements to the promises. See, often we tell people and share and talk amongst ourselves about the promises of God, and we don't talk about the requirements. We walk around and tell everybody, these are the promises of God for your life, but we don't talk about the requirements. We leave those out. And we just declare promises over people. And we don't actually help them out (laughs) because we don't tell them of the requirements in order to see these promises come to fruition. You know, bearers of such great promises, such pure promises must carry these promises in holiness. I want to encourage us tonight. The Lord is asking us to cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh, and it says of the Spirit. And of the Spirit. What is the Lord looking for in us as those who are recipients of His promises? How about steadfastness? Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Do some promises never come to pass because of us and our inability to hang on? Let's ask the question tonight. Do some promises in our Christian walk and in our life with the Lord, you could Say your calling, your destiny, whatever you want to call it tonight. Do some promises never come to pass because of our inability to hang on? Because we don't have steadfastness worked into our character, into our life. The Lord doesn't give up and the Lord is not disturbed by time. However, we can give up and allow time or the delay to have us forfeit the promises of God. We just simply can't hang on. We have no steadfastness. We can't persevere. We can't move out into the future and give God control over time. The promises of God require 
steadfastness on our part. Listen to Habakkuk 2.3. We know this well. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Now we could talk tonight about the waiting problem that exists at this time in history. But we're not going to touch on that. We all know. But God is asking us to allow him and partner with him that steadfastness would be worked into our character as believers, as Christians, as men and women of God, as sons and daughters of the Most High. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Listen to Lamentations 3, verses 25 and 26. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I want to ask tonight, can we wait quietly or does delay and time passing have us anxious and talking? I think we all need this tonight. The Lord requires steadfastness from those that bear the promise and bear the promises of God. 1 Thessalonians 5.24, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Listen, you can bank on God. I'm asking tonight, can he bank on you? Can God rely on you? You see, these promises, this is a partnership. It's not just, okay, God, you do your thing, and I'm going to do whatever I want to do and conduct myself however I want to conduct myself. And still expect it all to work out. This is a partnership. Now, he is faithful. Can he bank on us? What's the Lord looking for in us as those who are recipients of his promises? Well, he's looking for faithfulness. We know that the Lord is looking for faithfulness. He's looking for faithfulness in the waiting. That season. He's looking for faithfulness in handling the promises. How we carry them. Faithfulness in honoring the promises and faithfulness in the working out of the promises. Again, our text, 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Having these promises. You want to know the truth tonight? Every believer in this room has the promises of God. You are rich. <laughs> you are wealthy beyond measure. Pressed down, shaken together, overflowing, running over. You have the promises of God. No greater promises. No stronger promises. Every believer in this place is rich. The question tonight, 
Therefore, having these promises, all the great promises of God, and you know a lot of them. You know the ones we're talking about. You can get into your word and you just read them and we claim them for ourselves and they are for us as believers. But the question tonight, having these promises, what? What are we going to do with them? And how are we going to respond to them? What are we going to do with the promises of God? As those that are recipients, bearers of the promises, what are we going to do with them and how are we going to respond to these promises? It's amazing the instruction the Lord gives to the ones that are recipients of His promises. And you know what He's basically saying? Keep it clean. When we chisel it down, he's basically saying, keep it clean. Having these promises, the personal promises, and the promises that are unto each of us, all of us, having these, let us do this. And what is this? And we've already read it. Cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. And maybe tonight you're saying, yeah, we dealt with that under cleanliness. And you're right, we did. But the reality is this, cleanliness is faith. Think about it for a moment. Cleanliness is faith. Keeping it clean is faith. Faith is active. As those that are bearers, recipients of the promises, or specific promises, I know right now you can think of specific promises that have been delivered to you by God. And you're holding on to them, and you're claiming them for your life, and you're seeking to see them fulfilled. What is he basically asking us, as those that have these promises? He's asking us to keep it clean, because cleanliness is faith. Cleanliness is steadfastness. Cleanliness is faithfulness. Cleanliness is the proper and fitting response for those having the promises of the Lord. We have to keep it clean. We have to keep it clean. Would we take time tonight and just think this over for a moment? I know we've already been thinking about it as we've heard the word and taken in these beautiful scriptures. You know, we could take time tonight and go through the many promises of God, and we could take time tonight and share with one another all the promises that we personally have from the Lord that are at work in our life or we're seeking to have them come to fruition. But rather tonight, could we examine our response as those having these promises? Instead of gathering around or sharing with one another the promises, the great promises God has for us, and always speaking in that manner, although that's important, would we tonight rather sit back for a moment and think about our response as those that have these promises? What are we doing with these promises? And how are we responding to these promises? can have the worship team return tonight.
keep it clean. <laughs> you know, the Lord will never fail us. He's perfect in all his ways. He does all things well. He does all things right. Sometimes what we see in the natural messes with our spiritual sight and tragically overrides it. And what happens? We question the promiser, and we question the promises. Of this, we need to cleanse ourselves. I want to encourage us all tonight, don't give up on the promises of God. Could we get real before the Lord tonight, just for a few moments as we close? And ask the Lord, Lord, is there any wayward way in me that would see me forfeit these promises? Is there any wayward way in me that has me bearing them amiss? It could be wrong associations in our life, wrong relationships. I mean, we could just tick down the list tonight, but we'll just let the Holy Spirit do his thing. Some have great promises, but they can't govern their life. Some have great promises, but they cannot control their entertainments. Some have great promises, they can't tame the tongue. Some have great promises, but they are not willing to live the kind of life that it requires to see these promises fulfilled. Second Corinthians 7, 1 in the J.B. Phillips New Testament with these promises ringing in our ears, dear friends. Let us keep clear of anything that smirches body or soul. Let us prove reverence for God by consecrating ourselves to him completely. I just want to say tonight, let them ring in our ears and let's keep clear of what is not right. This is not a downer message tonight. This is an unbelievable truth that these promises of God are for every single one of us. And the promises that he has promised to you as an individual, they are for you. But we need to take the word of God and understand the truth that we have to walk accordingly. We have to walk as those that are bearers of the promise, that are recipients of the promise, and not think that our conduct doesn't matter and our associations don't matter and our speech doesn't matter and our attitude doesn't matter and our showing up doesn't matter our commitment doesn't matter. Our faithfulness doesn't matter. Holiness doesn't matter. Why have we let the enemy lie? <laughs> the enemy has always been a liar. And he's always come to lie to those that are bearers of the promise. Recipients of the promise. You want to know the absolute truth tonight? Here's the truth. We may have lost out one season of our life on what the Lord sought to do. And we may never have that exact outworking again. But let us, however, set things right with the Lord and repent of our folly. There are more promises to bear well. There are more promises to carry into the future. Today's a new day. Don't dwell on the past or what was and what we've missed. For whatever reason, but we look to the future and we trust a God that is faithful and is true. Carry the promise. Respect 
honor and cherish each and every promise. You know, keeping it clean requires a lot of things. You think about this. You think about trying to keep your clothes clean, you know. When you're eating at the table or into some activity, whatever it is, what does it require? It requires consecration. It requires caution and concern and attention, even attention to detail. A drive to keep it clean, a passion, a resolve that one is not embarrassed, that no garment is spoiled or ruined. You know that when you have a garment on that you care about, you're careful. And so too in the kingdom, God is calling us to keep it clean. As those having these promises, let's stand tonight. Would you just take a few moments and thank the Lord for His faithfulness? Just begin to declare His faithfulness. Thank Him for the promises. The promise to use an individual, each and every one. Let's just bless His mighty name and then we'll close in prayer.